1: The Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League, your number one source for all the league's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Welcome in, everybody. I hope you all are doing well. And can you believe it? We are in our second to last week of the regular season here in Horizon League play, the Horizon League tournament just around the corner. And we have a lot of teams rolling right now. How about this? The Cleveland State Vikings have won four straight. The Wright State Raiders have won seven straight. Northern Kentucky has won six straight. And Detroit has won five straight. Right now, everyone is trying to play their best basketball of the season. This is the time to do it. And right now, a lot of teams atop the conference are rolling. And that leads us to our next guest. Again, it's Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Today's interview is brought to you by health and wellness company Zervita, changing lives for the better through nutritional and performance-based products and opportunities. Uh, our ESPNU matchup uh, this week at 9 o'clock on Friday night features the Cleveland State Vikings, who are sitting atop the Horizon League, going head to head with Detroit. And we're excited about that. Earlier in the week, we caught up with Antoine Davis, uh, who is rolling right now, Horizon League Player of the Week. Detroit's excited. They're fired up and ready to go for this matchup. In Cleveland State, one of the big surprise teams in the Horizon League this year, we saw them take that huge step last season, and they've taken an even bigger step this season, sitting atop the conference. And it's, let's bring on our next guest he's the head coach of the cleveland state vikings we got dennis gates with us coach welcome in sir how are you
0: how are you doing thanks for having
1: me absolutely and and coach right now we're at this as i mentioned we're the second to last week of the regular season coming in there were so many question marks about you know would the season start on time and if it starts would we finish the season and yet here we are the second to last week of the regular season not just so much about your program but uh, are you uh, are you surprised at all at how the season has unfolded in regards to there's still a lot of programs who have been suspended and shut down but are you surprised that the basketball has gotten to this point of the season without any major hiccups
0: um, I mean, it, we're, we we have the opportunity to go out there and practice each day. I think since the pandemic began, we had no idea mm-hmm. what exactly our future held in terms of what co- the college basketball season would look like compared to the traditional years before. I think uh, our coaches in our conference have done a great job with our conference commissioners and leadership of meeting with us continuously throughout the summers to get to this point. But ultimately, uh, the young people in all our programs, especially in, in, in ours here, I can only speak for myself, they've, they've taken the necessary sacrifices uh, that, that, that goes with that responsibility of making sure we stay safe and making sure we don't have any stoppages and we could have a successful season.
1: With not your traditional off season or your traditional preseason, uh, obviously I'm sure every coach has concerns about how that could have an impact on their team uh, throughout this year. Have you seen any of those impacts? I mean, just because you're winning, of course, uh, you know, most people will say, well, clearly it hasn't impacted them at all. Or, I mean, as well as you guys are playing, do you imagine you guys being even better had you had your traditional off season and preseason?
0: Well, I mean, I, I have to look at it one way because when I took over the program, me and my staff – we didn't have a summer uh, because we were in August by the time we moved on campus and had to try to get a team and program together and off the ground before the school year started. So this is the second year in a row we didn't have a summer. So for us, it was completely different Different uh, as it relates to that. And we used our entire motto of last season again this year because, you know, we were without that summer that, that everybody had. Uh, I think the playing the playing field was leveled, with some schools not being able to have their student athletes here or or on their specific and respected campuses, and having to navigate a pandemic. But again, it was the second year in a row we were without without our guys. But the implementation and the, and the, and the planning that my staff threw out there to our guys, and and we came up with a plan, and it seems to be something that that really worked for us.
1: Now, a lot of coaches have have really taken advantage of the the casual Friday-type feel at these games. You've continued uh, to be decked out in the suit, and, you know, you play good, you 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 look good, you play good. (laughs) And I like that. I like that, you know, every time I tune into a Cleveland State game, Dennis Gates is definitely winning the fashion war. I promise you that much. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. It's not for fashion. It's for the normalcy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I told the guys, hey, you know, ultimately – you know, everyone respectfully, you know, can wear what they want, but I wanted myself and my staff and our program to try to keep things as normal as possible. I saw, it, I said players are going to wear the same thing, referees are going to wear the same thing, and we'll wear the same thing. So we just wanted to be as consistent as possible throughout the years and uh, what we've done with years past.
1: All right, we got Dennis Gates with us here, the Cleveland State Vikings head men's basketball coach. The Vikings, 14 and 5 overall, but most importantly, 14 and 2 in Horizon League play, where they currently sit in first place and have been basically hanging out there the entire season. Coach, with the expectations you had for your program heading into the season versus where you guys are at right now, are you guys ahead of where you thought you would be coming into this season? Are you about where you thought you would be? Kind of from, from a coach's angle coming in, where are you guys sitting right now in regards to the big picture expectations? expectations you had coming in
0: I think the way our program has been structured is we we've lived in the moment we've taken care of the most important thing and that's the game that we have coming up uh where we try to focus on each minute each second uh we try not to get too far ahead of ourselves no nor too far behind and with that mantra and that mentality we've had our guys focused so when it comes down to evaluating our year is something that we do in the postseason when things clear up and the dust settles after the national championship game, that's when we start to see where we were and compare it to where, where our goals uh, were impacted at. So each game traditionally brings us different uh, obstacles, and we just want to stay locked in as much as possible and, and first focus on ourselves as a program and then focus on our opponent for that week.
1: You guys always have confidence in your team, and I understand that. But at what point this season did you and your staff and even your team really buy in and say, "All right, we've always had confidence in ourselves, but man, we're 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 for real. Like we're, we've a million percent bought in into the success we're having." At what point do you think that happened?
0: I think it happened March. I want to say fifteenth, sixteenth. Uh, I think our season ended on the court uh, in Oakland. And that locker room at that point, we started to dissect and, and see what we needed to do. And I think the core of our guys who were returning locked in and understood really what an off season was for the first time at the Division One level. And we started to build at that point. And then once our recruits were able to free their schedules, we were able to implement them after their school years were over. And it's just something that we worked on continuously each week, each each month and each day uh, in the off-season. So I would say as soon as the pandemic hit is when we started, um, you know, building what we're doing now.
1: Now – you know, with that being said, the one thing I've really enjoyed about watching your team is yes, the play on the floor, but like you guys are having fun. There are so many reasons to not have fun right now, right? Like there, there are so many things going on in the real world that we shouldn't be having fun. But the one thing I love about your team, it, it's almost this this high school type atmosphere of like you could just tell the guys that are playing, the guys that aren't playing, the guys on the bench, every one of you is having an absolute blast. And you know, you got to create your own energy. That's exactly what your team is doing. Your team has an energy about them that is unlike anything I've seen in the league this year it's it's special from when they're warming up i mean i I live here in dayton i was at the right state uh cleveland state series and just the the i've watched every team come in your team is just different your team has energy from the time they step foot out on the floor just for simple warm-ups until the time the clock hits zero Uh, i'm sure you see that energy every day in practice
0: well i'll say this it's very authentic and you you alluded to it and pointed it out You should see our practices. Um, It's something that I would love to invite you guys down to at some point when the uh, pandemic Mm -hmm. allows us to and protocols allows us to. And you'll, where that energy begins at. It begins in practice from day one. It begins in preseason workouts. It's it's spread throughout the weight room. It's spread throughout their everyday lives. It's spread in community service and and in their classroom environment. I want guys that are going to be consistent. So if they can't, muster that energy on the outside they sure can't do it on the inside when we step between the lines so it's a byproduct of their everyday lives it's a byproduct of our staff and it's authentic man it's not fake it's real they have a true relationship a true connection to one another and our goal is to win by committee uh the strength of our team is our numbers and that's what our number one goal was is to build a piece of unit and galvanize it each day as best as possible
1: so you guys have detroit coming up espnu i'm not this podcast is either going to come out uh, late they're going to release it later today or on friday so i'm going to say tonight in case they release it on friday so you guys have detroit tonight espnu nine o'clock to tip off and i, I know you heard me at the beginning right now you know every team out there wants to be put this is the time of year you want to be playing your best basketball and the top four teams in the league all have a winning streak of at least four right now yourself uh wright state was one seven northern kentucky's one six and your opponent tonight detroit they've won five the top half of the league is playing really really well right now you have a hungry detroit team that you're about to go up against this is the type of competition you want though late in the year
0: No, there's no doubt about it uh, our conference is stacked with some great coaches you look at um you know what brad campy has done over the years 330 i mean 630 wins uh scott navy 500 plus wins and obviously mike davis uh 300 and I want to say 75 to 80 wins and he has a final four with nine NCAA tournaments and three or four NIT tournaments and he's a great coach and these guys are going to be ready to play uh, because they have something on the line as well um, you know to to lose so when you have great programs who have tradition basketball tradition is what I'm speaking of uh, the front of the jersey means something Detroit basketball over a long period of time has had great tradition, and obviously Cleveland State has tradition. But uh, obviously now at this moment, our programs is in that stage of growing and, and, and hopefully getting respect each day and each game and uh, each year out there. But they're going to be prepared to play. They have some great players. Antoine Davis is a, is an mm-hmm. um, all-league all league player, uh, potential player of the year guy. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind this will be a tough weekend for us, and uh, we'll see how we can fare. Uh, but we're going to take it one one game at a time, one night at a time.
1: All right, Coach Dennis Gates with us here, head coach of Cleveland State Vikings. As we send you out today, again, this podcast coming out on Friday, uh, Coach John McClendon Day is what today has been officially named. Yeah. And there's a lot of history there, of course. And I found his story fascinating, sir. I, I, I read the history of him and I had no idea that he, you know, he's responsible for the fast break and for the game kind of taking that evolutionary turn. I find that fascinating. Uh, just what does that, what does today mean, uh, in, in that essence and the history of the program? Of course, him being a former coach. at cleveland state
0: well tom has an interesting way of putting people places and events in their rightful respects and regards uh and it took a little time obviously most don't don't know and don't um connect john mcclendon as the first black coach to have a predominantly uh have a have a head coaching job at a predominantly white institution Mm -hmm. it happened here at cleveland state in 1966 so a lot of the coaches uh, stand on the shoulders—white, black, Asian—you um, know, Hispanic—stand on the shoulders of John McClendon and what he gave to the game. He's a three-time Hall of Fame inductee uh, as a coach, as a as a um, you know contributor, and as well as one of his teams that was so good that he coached. Uh, it's it's remarkable the amount of tradition that we have in our in our conference, and I'm excited. To know and to see that the Horizon League and our leadership uh, truly believes that John McClendon's legacy uh, should and always needs to be highlighted uh, to the extent that it is, especially with the member institution uh, of Cleveland State University giving him his first job that paved the way for many today.
1: All right. Dennis Gates, head coach for the Cleveland State Vikings. Good enough to join us today on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Just a reminder, today, February 12th, uh, the league is honoring the legacy of Coach John McClendon and implementing a Coach John McClendon Day across the Horizon League. So really cool stuff there. Dennis. uh, Coach Dennis Gates, thank you so much for your time, for your insight uh, into the history of John McClendon and and leading to today being named John McClendon Day. So thank you so much. Best of luck for you, your staff, and your players, and your team in your matchup with Detroit this weekend and the rest of the way. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you, guys. You guys do a wonderful job uh, of highlighting our conferences and the member institutions. Your work is, is well noted, and we appreciate you guys day in, day out following us and obviously... Uh, getting our young people on a platform where where it's known in the Horizon League. So I thank you.
1: All right. We'll go get that suit picked out. you got to look sharp tomorrow, (laughs) ESPNU, 9 o'clock. I'm looking forward to it.
0: All right, buddy. Take care. Thank you. Go Bikes.